Welcome to Check Your Privilege, a show about arguments between a weeabo and a contributing member of society. I am Senor Smacks, joined once again by my lovely co-host Patil Sam. Hello. Patil, what movie did we watch? <laughs> uh, we watched. Turning up our viewers right now. <laughs> Why, hello there, Samsha. How are you doing? <laughs> God damn it! I regret saying that. <laughs> anyway, so the movie we watched this time was called, and I kid you not, the hole. <laughs> is what what <laughs> so the english translation of it they removed most of the uh, the spanish and they tra- they translated it from spanish and they called it the platform but apparently in in uh-huh. the original spanish it's called el hoyo or el hoyo and it just means the hole <laughs> oh damn i was i was going to make a joke about that you know el hoyo was the nickname of your mom in college and this still holds up for like the spanish translation <laughs> Anyway, so if the about the movie now, so it's a supposedly yes. a science fiction horror movie, and it's a it's originally in Spanish, and it deals with something called the vertical self management center. All right, mm-hmm. which already sounds like a four another four letter acronym that I really get strange vibes from. <laughs> mm-hmm. BDSM VSMC. I mean, uh, any parallels here? <laughs> moving on from parallel fetishes here <laughs> so uh i'm we're not going to go too much into the plot cuz there really isn't one it's more of a social commentary than a movie mm-hmm. and um it's basically about this sort of representation of capitalism where there is this vertical huge vertical tower like or pit like thing or the hole <laughs> where hmm. uh, what a bunch of chefs create this incredible gourmet uh, meal with enough for a lot of people and they just lower it down using this levitating platform maglev levitating platform and uh, hmm. yeah. it stops at every single floor in this prison or in this facility for around 2 minutes and See. people on that floor there are two inmates per floor and each they are allowed to do whatever they want to the, with that food in the 2 minutes that they are given and then the platform moves down and they are not allowed to retain yeah. any of the food that they keep there because if they do then the temperature of that particular floor is raised or lowered until they die or drop the food down the hole again and yeah so i mean if you look at just the theme of this movie it already knows you can just tell from how this goes on that people uh, you really don't want to be somebody lower down this social hierarchy yeah of course <laughs> and so uh, like, instead of yeah. but instead of you know forcing people to stay at the same level they add in another twist another gamble you would speak by randomizing uh-huh. the floor that every inmate is on every month so dude someone used that rand function so quickly <laughs> rng rng this shit <laughs> yeah but the point here being that this is the uh, have you heard of the stanford prison experiment Yeah. So this is basically Stanford prison experiment but with ev- but every month the prisoners and the guards are shuffled around randomly. <laughs> and uh yeah, pretty actually yeah, that is actually a good analogy. I didn't think of that. Hmm? So instead of letting them settle into the roles, they let them take a month to, you know, really either be at the top and live the life and have as much food as you want or be at the bottom right. where there literally is no food left. Right. and yeah. then every time you randomize this uh, lottery that you get at the end of every month you end up at a different floor and then you can reflect that and compare it with the situation you were in before and then either you know be hmm. really happy about the success that you had or just uh, you know suffer basically yeah and the whole theme of this movie revolves around scarcity and how we live in an economy that is hell bent on creating this artificial scarcity right Yeah pretty much pretty much it is it is all about capitalism to be honest this movie is uh, essentially capitalism is bad mm-hmm. that's the moral of the movie i guess yeah. um but uh, i i i think i think i'll just like point out a few other plot elements that will come up in this discussion mm-hmm. right mm. uh which is that uh, our main character is goreng yes right and he's like the new kid in town he's essentially roommates with this guy called trimegasi mm-hmm. trimegasi yes and right he's been he's been the roommate for he's been like an an inmate for quite a while mm-hmm. and uh, these guys form a bond and what happens is that initially they're on a relatively higher level 
they go down to a lower level um and well it descends into you know chaos and cannibalism mm-hmm. because there's a lack of food and the movie is essentially about goreng's descent into a uh, disillusionment with this particular system and fi- and finding out a way to make the system work for itself i think we'll probably discuss the plot elements as we move further along mm-hmm. like the specific scenes um but yeah like i just wanted to throw that out there so that people know the names of the characters yeah yeah uh so um, i'm i'm going to let you decide what what do you want to discuss first in this movie because there is a lot to discuss i think yeah this is this is one of those where the movie itself doesn't matter as much as the discussion that it sparks off what do you think i'll be honest i did not enjoy this movie okay i i, I as in i i i watched this movie mm-hmm. and i was okay with it and then the more you think about this movie the more the inconsistencies sort of uh start to weigh on your mind okay and uh I, that's why i'm trying that's why i'm going to reserve my judgment a little bit because i want to hear your perspective first before i actually explain why i um wasn't a huge fan of this movie essentially sure all right so yeah why one of the main themes that i got from this movie is the existence of capitalism and how it very brutally the director has you know just shown you know he's basically spotlighted capitalism right in front of our faces where hmm. the main premise of this movie is that the uh, as explained by one of the uh, people in the administration the hypothetical 1984s big brother administration who also gets chucked down into the pit hmm. because apparently characters like yeah. ventress just happen to exist everywhere you know i have cancer i need to figure out what's going on in this pit or in this in the shimmer or <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. i'm just going to go down there okay <laughs> so yeah. uh, she sits around with goreng it's actually it's actually pretty pretty similar like ventress goes to the tunnel and like she goes to the hole mm. so yeah pretty similar pretty similar and so uh, basically you see the entire thing through the perspective of the newbie which is always a good thing cuz you know if you show somebody who's already interdu- you know who's sort of there in the system for a while the audience kind of has trouble relating with these people so yeah of course yeah so the sort of thing that really meant a lot to me when i watched this movie was the stark difference between goreng in the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie right hmm. where the moment he walks in he naively starts yelling stuff to the top and bottom floors like hey, why are you guys doing this if you just share we'll all be fine right so he comes in as this elitist and no, not elitist what am i saying uh this idealist um idealist, idealist yeah. this idealist academic who just walks in and thinks oh my naive things that i think up inside my head are all perfectly practically applicable and Hmm. Oh hell no. <laughs> that is Yeah, he realizes yeah that that's that's not really happening. Mm-hmm. So apart from the capitalism that you show, it is basically trying to show us a divide between how the th- the guys who develop economic theory, the guys who sit in their white cubicles and you know completely stonewalled from the rest of the world and think up mathematical economics and mathematical theories to try and you know explain this uh, the world as we know it. How right? distance from reality their entire perspective is hmm okay so in a very i get that yeah that that, that is yeah currently sorry so in a basic that's basically what i kind of feel so which is why this movie work is is an allegory it is trying to represent through this very visceral medium that it has the state of the society that is reflected today and i might sound very i might have actually switched roles with you this time because i'm the one spouting pretentious yeah. crap here <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah that's actually something that i related with quite a bit so what do you think okay so so so, so okay uh let me throw this at you hmm. i think this is probably something you'll agree with okay right just to uh sum up the metaphors and symbolism in the movie mm-hmm. the the prison the vertical self management structure that that represents the distribution of wealth amongst a capitalist society yes right yes. the wealth is here represented by the food on the platform correct uh tirmagasi is the older generation mm-hmm. that believes in kill or be killed that you must you know it's a you must uh, focus on yourself yeah right? it's a selfish generation that is basically uh, not not thinking sustainably yeah goreng is the new generation that comes in with a somewhat idealistic perspective like you said and is willing to adapt to the situation as uh, it comes yeah. to you know take measures to essentially enforce 
his ideals mm. now there's another character called meharu yes. who i think i want to discuss uh, in great detail mm-hmm. is uh she is a recurring character she's a mute asian woman mm-hmm. who who is basically like shown to be psychopathic she descends down the platform every every month mm-hmm. killing people mm-hmm. in order to find her lost kid yeah. right and it's revealed later on or it's at least claimed later on that there is no such kid yep and in the end it is claimed that there is actually a kid mm-hmm. yeah uh and meharu is i am guessing a representative of the repressed minority of immigrants Mm. like so repressed that they literally don't have a voice yeah okay fine right? yeah i see that yeah right yeah and uh, what's her name imaguri who is the um, receptionist sort of character mm-hmm. who is actually a member of this organization that has constructed this prison yes. she is meant to be um, sort of the naive uh, you know the naive communist who 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 does who believes that everyone will adapt to ideals without having the will power to enforce them mm-hmm. right or having a regime and or having a regime to enforce them for or that have, matter or having a regime to enforce yeah. them correct mm-hmm. those are pretty much the main metaphors i think that are present in this movie mm-hmm. now uh here's why i i said that i wasn't a big fan of this movie that's because mm-hmm. this movie falls apart after the half hour mark for me it has a very interesting premise yeah the core idea of the platform and the whole randomization thing the, the initial parts of the movie are very interesting and exciting because you're learning the rules of it yeah and yet i personally think that it really sort of falls apart because uh, they very clearly start to run out of ideas because you have written yourself into a corner here yeah definitely because the problem that this director is trying to tackle here is oh um so capitalism is bad guys mm-hmm. how do we fix it mm-hmm. unfortunately you can't really expect like a spanish foreign language netflix film to come up with a solution for capitalism like the director isn't just going oh fuck the oscars i'm going to go for the nobel peace prize instead <laughs> yeah right mm-hmm. i mean i i wasn't watching this movie expecting holy shit they're going to fix capitalism mm-hmm. but the fact that they didn't even try mm-hmm. is the cop out all right mm-hmm. yeah okay cuz cuz this is the this is the Stephen King of uh, movies okay okay here is how you define a Stephen King book okay really strong premise really great characters really good execution absolutely trash ending no takeaways from it whatsoever right you just kind of think okay so am i supposed to like capitalism or like communism or just say oh wait did did uh, goreng die in the end did he live in the end what are the hallucinations mean what the heck was all of this right exactly hmm. exactly so i think we need to discuss the ending first and then go on the nitpicky tirade that i will go on basically every Because movie you've recommended so far has always started off with a brilliant premise and then fizzled out at the end Okay what is this not all what is this obsession not all only of over the garden wall and well the old guard was just charlie theron fanboy again that was not part of this okay <laughs> an annihilation had a good ending in my opinion yeah sure okay <laughs> yeah all right bad cg aside it was a good yeah. ending okay uh so sure we can discuss the ending so i'll just take the view, uh, listeners to the ending once uh, try and paint a picture so to mm. speak of this extremely graphic yeah. movie <laughs> do not watch this while eating <laughs> spoiler alert mm. do not watch this movie God, when you are no. consuming God. any sort of food all right because you are not going to be able to eat for a long time if you are yeah. eating something while you are watching this movie yeah anyway so that was the that's the disclaimer taken care of now let's go to the ending and so like he mentioned like samsha mentioned the a uh, director running out of ideas kind of feels like it might have happened but what an alternate theory that i want to propose right hmm. is that what they dealt with capitalism like they've been dealing with capitalism and one of the quickest answers to come out of the mouths of the governments in the world is why not communism right why not socialism Okay. It's basically what India decided to do. It was what Gandhi and Nehru and the Indian National Congress decided in 1947 would be our core, one of the core tenets of free India, 
Right. We are going to be a there's demo. Also, uh, there's also... Yeah. There's also a little known man by the name of Adolf Hitler who decided to say that, but continue. Sure. But again, let's not go into Nazi philosophy right now. Let's try sticking to something less controversial. The movie is controversial enough. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah. So the point being that everybody thinks, oh, if capitalism is so bad, if you're allowing the rich to get richer and the poor to get trampled under their feet, why not just force everybody to have the same amount of stuff? Yeah. You see the inherent problem with that. Right. Yeah, it, it it assumes that people are good and people are by default assholes. So, like, yeah. A, and B, it requires a regime. It requires somebody to force the natural, hedonistic, self-serving behavior out of humans. Yeah. And so, that is what I felt they tackled in the ending with the entire man, uh, I forgot his name, uh, Bharat. Bharat. Right. So, Bharat, yeah. Bharat. So, he just shows up and... Uh, extremely naively asks people about him oh can you save me and with disastrous consequences <laughs> um, hmm, yeah they shit on him not metaphorically but literally <laughs> pretty much yeah and that was not a, that was not one of my one of the fun scenes in the movies by the way uh, oh really that wasn't one of the fun scenes is it part <laughs> thanks for clarifying that <laughs> I did not I did not have fun when I saw that scene <laughs> <laughs> wow okay <laughs> anyway so what I was trying to say is then they decide we will make weapons out of the cots that we have, descend down this platform and beat some sense into everybody who refuses to cooperate with the equitable sharing yeah. of the food. Yeah. And you see how that goes like, well, um, well, you know, <laughs> uh, it pretty much I mean, ends I up mean, in failure. No, but, but I think we got to explain that. I, I think we got to explain that, dude, because we can't just say that's how it, exp- it ends in failure. Hmm. There... Because there is so much to discuss in the ending, which mm-hmm. is that uh, how it ends. How it ends is that uh, uh, Goreng and Baharat are descending on the platform. Mm-hmm. Essentially, they're serving as the rationers of the food that is there on the platform. Yep. And what's happening is that you know some people are fighting back, some people meekly accept, and some people like think that it's a good thing. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. However, as they keep progressing further and further. Into the into the lower ends of society slash the platform, so to speak, mm-hmm. slash the structure, sorry, so to speak. Yeah, people are getting more and more desperate, and they are being met with more and more violence mm-hmm. until eventually, in trying to save Meharu, mm-hmm. um, both of them get injured quite severely. Right? Yeah. Now, this is this is this 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 is why I think the movie is a bit of a cop out because what happens is that these two guys are descending, and they believe that they, there's one dish. A yeah. panna cotta, mm-hmm. which they believe is pure and simple, and they want to send that back up as a message mm-hmm. to essentially tell the people up top, "Hey, you know, uh, fuck you." <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> y- like people don't want to eat your food, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The, uh, they they want to send that up as a message, mm-hmm. and so they're protecting that one panna cotta, mm-hmm. and they eventually get to the lowest level, yeah, which is. Uh, 333 uh, because there are 666 people which is hashtag too spooky for me cute devil reference there by the way yeah uh, I mean I thought it was stupid but okay (laughs) it's cute it's cute I mean they tried come on (laughs) I dude I I looked at 333 and I went fuck you okay (laughs) (laughs) okay fine Huh. Because I because I was frustrated at that point Hmm. and I explained why yeah and they give this panacotta to uh, this you know Little Asian girl hmm. who is implied to be Meharu's Meharu's child daughter, yeah. Okay, hmm. and she eats the panna cotta, and they decide to send the girl up as the message instead. Uh-huh. Whereas these these guys basically Bahara dies, and Goreng also goes to the depths of the platform and then dies. Yeah, basically dies. Yeah, the metaphor metaphorically just they kill him off. Yeah, basically. Okay, so what the fuck was the point of the ending? There was no point. The point is that we are in a society which does not have a clear solution. And so, if, like you said, you don't expect a direct a director of a Netflix movie to solve capitalism and uh, you can't expect him to provide communism as the answer as well because that really is not an answer. So what you're left with is a sort of nihilistic ending where you think about nothing in this, whatever has happened so far in this platform will matter. Like, basically like 1984, he gets caught by the thought police and well, well, fuck. And, you know, the oppressive regime continues. And there was actually this small bit I noticed, uh, the director mentioned that there was a scene that they had filmed with a girl reaching the top floor, 
that they happen to cut out of the movie hmm. because he's like i want to leave it open to re- uh, watchers interpretation which i found stupid but that's not the point that's beside the point okay so let me throw this idea okay hmm. there's there's a theory hmm. that uh, the that goring actually dies not right. a theory it's uh, obvious i mean he dies no no, he dies before he meets the girl. The girl is a hallucination. Oh, right. okay. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I've, I've read that somewhere. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. The, I think the director himself says that Goring is dead by the time he reaches the child. Yeah. And the child is actually a hallucination. Mm-hmm. And that's why when they take the pan, when the girl eats the panna cotta, mm-hmm. the nothing, like the temperature doesn't change. Because yeah. it's not actually happening. Mm-hmm. And that the panna cotta is sent up and... There's a scene an hour back in the movie, in the middle of the movie, where we see uh, the chef who's responsible yes. for creating that food being mad, that there's a hair in the panna cotta. Yes, I remember this. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Which, which has the implication that people up top are so um, ignorant of the problems that are going down below mm-hmm. that they think... Oh, they didn't want to eat this panna cotta because it had a hair in it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> right. So completely misinterpreting the message there. Mm-hmm. I don't know which theory is true. Mm-hmm. Both theories just are so open-ended mm-hmm. and leave so many questions mm-hmm. that I simply cannot find, that I simply don't even think have an answer. Huh. Which is, in my opinion, unfair. Because okay. I'll tell you what. Hmm. The problem with making a movie that essentially relies on pure symbolism okay. as the takeaway mm-hmm. Is that you then force me to discount every element of the plot. Now, I can suspend my disbelief for certain things. Mm-hmm. As in, I'm not going to question why the platform moves that way. Mm. I'm not going to question the physics of it. Yeah. It just does. Mm. I'm not going to question the existence or the functioning of these structures. Okay. Because they do. Yeah. Right. Mm. In a sci-fi movie, you, you suspend your disbelief. So, I'm not nitpicking on qualities such as those mm-hmm. however mm. there are some things which you need to ask because the director has raised that question which is that what is the perception of such structures outside yeah because this guy because it 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 goreng is a person who killed his own who killed an entire family mm-hmm. sorry trimagasi is the person who killed an entire family whereas goreng is a man who enrolls in this Killed an entire family. He kills an immigrant by dropping a television on him. What family did he kill? Ah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm mixing that up. Yeah. What Uh, bullshit. (laughs) I I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. So go on. Yeah. But basically, Mm. the the fact that you're essentially putting murderers and Mm. people who want degrees together in the same cell Mm. and then conducting this experiment, the clear implication is that no one leaves this structure. Hmm. Clearly, yeah. Right. Hmm. Now consider the number of people that are in this structure because they keep increasing it every time, right? Hmm. Yeah. Below below a level 100, you're not getting any food for sure. Yeah. Even if, you cannab- even if you're eating your roommate, mm-hmm. even if you're cannibalizing the person, that's at least like 233 people that are dying every month. Mm-hmm. Which means, I don't understand how like, you know, Goreng would... A person who is shown to be quite educated and quite aware of his surroundings would decide to enter in a in a in a place like this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't explain why a person such as immigrant would try to enter a place like this. Mm-hmm. More importantly, the reason why I'm mentioning this is because while it may seem nitpicky, this completely just it 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 kills off the idea of a message because any person who is working in such a facility is aware of this. He's not. That is the point. That no, is so look the, at look look at immig- point, right? no look at immigrant. Mm-hmm. That that is that is the point that I am trying to make, mm-hmm. which is that immigrant, a person who is just a receptionist who only takes interviews for admissions. She's not she just a receptionist. She looks. She felt like I said. She's more of the Ventress kind of character. Ventress is not the receptionist in the Annihilation movie, right? She is the one who picks the people who go in there. She's the one who is handling the sort of situation. Them. Yeah, yeah. So she's screening them, mm-hmm. right? And and basically. Hmm. This woman is aware that there is something wrong. She is not very high up in the hierarchy either, okay? Hmm. She's not. But she's aware that there is something wrong. She thinks this is all there to, as a thought experiment to create that uh, spontaneous harmony or whatever they mention in the concept, right? The spontaneous huh, solidarity. The spontaneous solidarity that everybody with just one sort of telepathic communication decide that we will only eat as much as we need and everybody will have enough to survive. 
right so the, 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 hmm so the point being that she is just as brainwashed as the prisoners in this in this in this experiment she is believing that there is this experiment this benign experiment being run to be able to solve world peace the 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 point being huh. that you you're really expecting your viewers mm-hmm. to just throw every single piece of logic just for the sake of you know getting the message oh capitalism is bad but no what 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 kind of logical leaps are you making this is like are you okay so the logical leap i'm making is huh. that if this woman huh. is aware of the is aware of you know if she is the person who like you say is responsible for screening the people that get in here mm-hmm. do you realize the number of people that she would have to screen every month that would be that would be admitted in here every month 100 people and she's not alone this is an administration this is one she is one example of a cog in that machine correct right hmm. so that i'm okay with the fact that that's why she thought that there are like only 200 floors yeah it still doesn't answer the question that no one there is not a single human being that that can be allowed to leave this structure there simply cannot be a single human being that has ever left this structure can uh, you can you enough. argue that any person has left us i'm not going to i agree I, nobody I, has left this structure yeah. yeah so you really think that like you know this woman hmm. she's sending in hundreds of people every month mm-hmm. and she never considers that she has never heard of anyone coming out of this um what do you think if you look at the concept that is there below she realizes and she attributes this to human beings who are there inside that bit making stupid decisions not that it's it's not the administration's fault it's people in the top floors being selfish if only they could if only they could come around to the enlightened way of thinking the way of spontaneous solidarity and share the food maybe these people would not have to die and we would not have to replace them and the experiment would finally fucking end see that's the thing i get the point that this movie is trying to make mm-hmm. i just think it's a it's a heavy handed like completely shallow point that is trying to make what is the, the point like this movie hmm. the point is literally capitalism is bad that's it no that's the that's the point this no, movie is trying to make no the point is then if you, are you telling me the point of 1984 is simply we are headed towards dystopia No the point of 1984 is far more nuanced than that there is an entire structure that is evolving because of the rise of technology and because of the rise of these meta aspects of thinking that we go into the point where even thinking something criminal becomes criminal in itself which is exactly what they're I'm doing I'm not going to dispute I'm not going to dispute 1984 cuz 1984 is actually a good movie a good book i apologize she said movie right. wow <laughs> expect pitchforks and flaming yeah, wh- torches in wh- front of your room today <laughs> what exactly what exactly was the message you got from this movie except for capitalism is bad i got the message from this movie that there are certain individuals who are misguided enough to believe that if only the cert- certain people or rather everybody in the world behaved in a certain way we would have world peace and the naivety of that belief is exactly what drives them to create these stupid experiments to retain the world in this sort of inequality that we have it's not just that, that capitalism just is of- bad it is of course it is bad or whatever it is it's hurting the poor and it's creating richer and richer people i agree the problem is not that it is bad the problem it is that the people at the top genuinely believe that there is a simple one track all silver bullet solution to it which is just if only the people listen to and behaved in a certain exactly the way we want them to behave this will all be solved because that's how economics works so to put it in a better way mm-hmm. the point is the uh, the point of making a movie like this is not that the message is bad or good mm-hmm. the point is that i didn't like how the how they sold it to me okay. i didn't like how they told it okay all right hmm. you mentioned 1984 which is you know very fortunate because i was actually going to bring up animal farm hmm. now animal farm is a book which i would argue is comparable to the platform mm-hmm. in that they share a very uh, similar way of telling a story okay. right mm-hmm. they share the very the very similar theme that they're trying to convey okay in animal farm it is that oh animals can talk so you're suspending your disbelief mm-hmm. and you know you're trying to set up a communistic society and you eventually realize that communism doesn't always work yeah right mm-hmm. the platform is basically it we've discussed i think enough of the political metaphors and the symbolism that is there behind the platform mm-hmm. the issue is yeah that animal farm had an ending in mind okay okay the platform is a movie 
which doesn't even i think need to exist Ooh, it's a harsh opinion damn harsh man really it's yeah. a harsh opinion huh. but for the simple reason that the reason this movie exists is to say capitalism is bad explained through violence and gore mm-hmm. to sell it as a psychological horror film and and i know i'm supposed to be a pretentious one and i thought this was such a pretentious way of ending the movie and telling a story because hmm. because i'll tell you exactly where the movie started to lose me mm-hmm. uh we haven't discussed a lot of the scenes but there is a scene when uh goreng and trimegasi go down into the lower depths mm-hmm. and end up uh, and goreng ends up basically you know uh cannibalizing trimegasi with the help of meharu yeah first when trimegasi first tries to eat him then meharu saves him which is weird already yeah huh. right hmm. and that is that that scene is meant to show that you know goreng has descended into uh basically he will do what he what he needs to do survive yep and then he goes up he's chilling with imaguri and uh, her dog and then basically she he when they go down uh, to a lower level then he's again cannibalizing uh imaguri hmm. right hmm. and that i was just like you know that sort of when i i started to realize the movie is just repeating its themes over and over again okay it's like it makes a point hmm. and then it just instead of moving on from the point instead of jumping off from the point and trying to expand on it mm-hmm. they just stick to the same one uh so uh, fine. i i would i would actually argue that the 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 nuance between his cannibalizing of the first old man and between the imoguri's uh cannibalizing there were significantly different emotions that goreng was showing and the again this is just a okay fine it just be justifying but whatever the point is that if in uh, the first thing he is literally acting in self defense right where miharu is the one who finally comes there and feeds him right no uh, yeah of course of course like the um, the the this the events that lead up to it mm-hmm. are very different hmm. however mm-hmm. consider this from a viewer's perspective mm-hmm. all right did the scenes of him cannibalizing imaguri hmm. right did they have to be that long it wasn't a scene of him cannibalizing imaguri it was a scene of him uh counting out the times intervals of that platform if making scratches in that thing and trying to stave off and trying to stick to his ideals and trying to say no i will spend a 30 days fasting and only when the hallucinations in his head gets too strong for him to bear does he finally go and say oh i have to cannibalize imaguri that is the point that that yeah. scene made what do you think that's the point right he was trying so hard to say no uh, i made this mistake the last time because i couldn't help myself i was injured by that trimigasi psychopath and fed by you know uh, forgot her name uh, miharu fed fed by miharu and this time i am hmm. on my completely on my own volition right she is dead she has killed herself just to be able to feed me and i that is just making me so freaking disillusioned in this goddamn concept that i will still try pretend to stick to my ideals and so he tries and only at the very end do you notice that he starts to slice into her flesh i i that's what i kind of got away from that mm, i don't so the thing is i don't know if there was anything to get away from um that particular scene mm-hmm. i think it just it just sort of existed hmm. and the that's my you know there are so many questions that i could ask mm. but the issue is that with this movie it's hard to have a discussion because any question that i ask about the plot can simply be dismissed as that's not the point of the movie the point is the symbolism mm, right yeah but i agree yeah this yeah but but then but then this is the question that i want to ask instead mm-hmm. is the movie not a storytelling medium so for the sake of telling a story should we just discount you know any inconsistencies that exist in a plot to get a point across if it's a movie like this i would expect yes but then that but then that's equivalent to just like show me a fucking essay right ha huh. but then there are multiple ways of doing documentaries you don't always have to go bbc horizon and have brand cox stand in front of you or you it's know not, it's not a doc it's not a documentary yeah you don't have to, as i'm saying you when you have to discuss capitalism or discuss something like this you don't have to go either you know the high high budget bbc documentary or how youtube does it with economics explained that you know it's a pretty nice channel by the way check it out um 
they have these informative okay. info dump sort of situations where they just sit there and very unbiasedly explain to you what exactly is going on or you can have comedy satire john oliver for that matter but i feel this is just another way in which you are telling get trying to get your message across which just happens to annoy you <laughs> because it does not fit into your sensibilities of what a movie should portray no 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 uh uh-huh. it's not about what a movie should portray mm-hmm. i don't object to the content shown in the movie Huh. However, hmm. I feel I feel like you know I'm not being insulting or being too harsh in saying hmm. that this movie is not thought out in terms of how it presents the content. Hmm. Yeah, to some extent, yes. To some extent, yes. There was there was like I agree with you in the case that there are a few places where it clearly swings and misses. Like me, the entire existence of Miharu, for that example, just she was pointless in this movie. Exactly. Exactly. So. that was actually a point that i wanted to bring up which is that what is the point of the you know meharu and giving her an entirely elaborate backstory yep. about you know creating this sort of inconsistency without in, in her having a kid or her not having a kid yep. you know why is she descending the platform every day yeah that's a pretty big mystery why is she killing right. people what is the point of meharu just doing or whatever she's doing why does she save right. goreng and what does she see in goreng to save him why is there a uh, why is there a scene where he hallucinates having sex with her like th- there are so many of these random questions that were going to be left unanswered and and the thing is i would have accepted uh, the theory that the girl is a hallucination mm-hmm. right but uh, but then that essentially negates I I would say a third of this movie because a third of this movie is about Meharu mm-hmm. it at least has Meharu doing important things mm-hmm. and then you're going okay so Meharu is just a crazy woman that's it Meharu's, that's your explanation for Meharu's it Meharu's nuts yeah so like cool you know it it was all a dream boring <laughs> and, and and fucking Meharu is just you know out and about mm-hmm. that's it huh? yeah that's a that's such a you know that's such an insane cough out mm-hmm. that i can't believe that you, that you would you know that you don't that you wouldn't criticize something like that no no i agree with you i'm right there with you i agree that miharu's inclusion in this story was pointless but i am trying to look at it from the character who really struck a tone core chord with me who's goreng basically and i think despite the flaws that you have clearly mentioned i feel goreng carries this movie into something that is at least resembling goodness So I I think this is probably somewhere where we have a, you know where we have a split mm-hmm. which is that I believe that when a story is being told mm-hmm. that it should follow the rules of the universe that it sets mm-hmm. right yeah and it 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 frankly gets on my nerves when a movie um keeps ch- so this movie keeps changing up the rules of its universe which is okay because it's it's established in the beginning itself that the rules are inconsistent yep right mm-hmm. or at least not inconsistent but unfinished yeah fair enough right hmm. however hmm. um the rules that it breaks are not with regards to the platform existing or the platform's functioning yeah. but more so as to how the characters are and what they observe and what they react to so for instance a very minor nitpick mm-hmm. is that uh a big thing that a big miscalculation that uh, goring makes mm-hmm. is that because the platform the platform doesn't stop on floors where both the people are dead hmm. okay hmm. which is why his estimate goes from 200 to 333 yep except in the very first day mm-hmm. meharu kills both the like prisoners that are down that are below the platform that are under the level where goreng is mm-hmm. so you're telling me he doesn't notice for an entire month that the platform doesn't stop there mm. come to think of it that's pretty interesting yeah right mm. it's a, it's a very minor nitpick mm. but then you realize that actually makes a huge difference to the movie because him not knowing how many platforms how many levels there are mm-hmm. is a big part of the mystery that you don't know how many people there are mm-hmm. so it's it that's my point which is that it felt to me mm-hmm. that the director came up with a very cool idea mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and he came up with some very cool scenes but then somehow these you know these minor details that needed to be strung together mm-hmm. to form a, in my opinion a coherent story were missed yeah which is the difference between animal farm and this movie which is that i can read animal farm again and again because you know it tells a consistent story yeah i don't i don't believe that animals can talk mm-hmm. but i believe 
these characters hmm. exist okay right hmm. when the in the platform i believe that the characters exist mm-hmm. however i refuse to believe that the decisions that they make are always consistent with their character or with the rules that are there in this universe hmm. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot the, of the, leaps of reasoning that you need to make here. The very first question that I would have asked, mm-hmm. right? The very first question that I did ask was, why has no one ever gone to the bottom? If you're on floor three thirty two or three thirty three, mm-hmm. you don't, you're not getting food, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You don't care. Mm-hmm. You would just hop on the platform and go down to the bottom, right? And then you would have ridden it up. Mm-hmm. So, no one's ever done that. No one's tried to get on the platform before, except for Meharu, who just keeps going down. Mm, that's a pretty significant plot hole. Yes, I can see my argument crumbling in front of my eyes as you make these points, Samshag. Good job. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. So th- that is that is a I can't even. That's not even a minor nit because that is such a major part of the movie. Mm-hmm. And probably something I should have started with rather than ending with. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which is exactly why when Baharat and Goreng mm-hmm. start their descent, right? Mm-hmm. I was surprised that no one else joined them. Yeah. Yeah. That was so. I'll tell you one more thing, uh, which I which I agree with you in this sort of thing where they missed it is that Baharat and hmm. uh, uh, even Goreng are constantly surprised at things that should that they should have been desensitized to by then. Yeah. Right. Do you kind of see that also? Like, uh, just to just to add on to your nitpicking about the movie, that uh, yeah. they are constantly surprised by things that they should have already seen, by things that they have already seen worse than, and they still continuously react to them in ways like, "Oh, this is new. I haven't seen this before." Like, obviously, right? Like Baharat, yeah. Baharat, you know, stupidly asking the floor above him to help him to raise a rope to floor five. Like, how they are not going to agree? I burst out laughing at that point. Okay, I was like. Okay, though I think there's one thing that we can make clear before we end this is that this is hmm. not a horror movie. It's not. There is. It's a psychological horror movie. I made. Fuck you. That's not what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a psychological <laughs> horror movie. This is not horror at all. It borders on comedy. Okay. <laughs> the number of times uh, okay. I laughed out loud sincerely, not even out of frustration or some sort of manic fetish that oh this is gore and ha 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 ha, just genuinely found the scenes funny in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Potter, does it does it worry you that you have to explain that you that you weren't laughing at the gore? See, you have created this persona of me on this podcast, all right? That I am this weeaboo, I am this degenerate, I am this fetishist who loves gore, and I have done nothing to dispel that uh, misconception from our listeners' I... heads, and so I have to ensure that <laughs> it doesn't. Stick. I was just asking. I was just asking a question. No need to get defensive. <laughs> Me thinks the lady dots protest too much. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, but yeah. Continue. But despite all of this that you've mentioned, all the inconsistencies, all the plot. If you look at the way the movie has been shown to you, hmm. okay. Uh, discussions of the plot aside. Now that we have discussed how it falls flat on its face. Mm-hmm, uh hmm. what do you think of the of the overall production budget and the presentation of the show oh it it is pretty well done i think mm-hmm. um as in the platform moving and like the whole aesthetic of it mm-hmm. to be you know a very cold prison mm-hmm. they completely desensitized from human touch it, that's done i think very well yeah. and i mean to be fair like the entire movie is just gray right mm. with the occasional instagram red filter on top yep. when like he's having a flashback mm-hmm. The presentation, I think, is done. I I don't have any particular uh, like likes or dislikes in the presentation. I think it was perfectly acceptable for what it tried to portray. Okay. Hmm. What about you? Uh, same. I think it was done pretty well for. Again, it's a 2019 movie. I keep bringing up the year of the movie because I feel that at this point, this has become more of a. Oh, this is done well too. Oh, now it's expected that movies are supposed to look this pretty and this perfect, which is just kind of sad uh-huh. in some extent. Where the variety yeah. and the more experimental nature of eighties, nineties, and early two thousand cinema and anime is just gone now. Everything has to fit this mold now, basically, right? Okay. Or Netflix won't pay you the money to make it in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. basically, what this movie is trying to tell you: if you don't fit into the, if you don't conform to capitalism, capitalism will fuck you in the ass. <laughs> hmm. Uh, hmm. Bringing it back to capitalism is bad, and this is why you should not deal with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
anyway so um, before we wrap up i just have one last uh, sort of topic that i wanted to discuss on this movie is that is something that okay. you already brought up is that uh, to deliver a convincing message how much of plot holes and how many of these random leaps of faith or things are you as not as a generic viewer but as samsha are willing to sacrifice hmm what is the line where do you draw so, the line so 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 okay i'll tell you hmm. right hmm. when i first watched this movie mm-hmm. i was of course i was weirded out okay by the ending however i legitimately considered it to be a uh, good movie at that point okay hmm. right hmm. unfortunately when i started thinking about it mm-hmm. uh what you begin to realize is that the questions that it raises mm-hmm. or that the discussion that it provokes it resolves itself simply as oh capitalism is bad mm. communism is kind of good but it will never work because people suck mm. so it must be enforced by a regime mm. uh please look at the ussr and stalin mm. how that ended mm-hmm. right so it is essentially a rehash of i guess like world war 2 in a nutshell okay so and then when you th- start to think about it you start to think about how the how it's presented right hmm. like how the story is packaged okay and you begin to realize okay the this the theme that it wants to convey hmm. i get it hmm. but then why did people not do this why did people not do that you know hmm. okay the platform maybe i'm not, i don't know how that works mm-hmm. but why did people just not hop on the platform and go up and start a revolution mm-hmm. is did, did people that that are up there do they not notice all the um like all all the glassware and all the you know smashed up place things that go mm-hmm. up there do do people not leave dead bodies on top of the platform mm-hmm. or do they not die on the platform mm-hmm. and those are probably you know those are probably some things that i felt were uh, would directly affect the plot hmm. cuz if i want to just hear capitalism is bad mm-hmm. i would watch like you said a youtube video yep. or a video essay yeah. right yeah or a documentary hmm. if i'm watching a movie mm-hmm. i expect that you know centrally mm-hmm. we've had this discussion within i want to eat your pancreas yeah. but there is the premise and there is the execution mm-hmm. I can handle a bad premise as long as it has a good ex- as long as it has good execution. Okay. Hmm. But if you have bad execution mm-hmm. then you've essentially already lost the viewer because you you you're not packaging the plot in a way that I want to see it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Or you're not you you, you put a lot of thought in the message. Mm-hmm. You put put a lot of thought into the premise mm-hmm. but you didn't think enough about how you would present it okay cuz you don't want your view you 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 want your viewers to come out of a movie thinking wow that's a neat theme and you know discuss about this character's motivations mm-hmm. and this character's actions mm-hmm. and be like no goreng was right no trimagasi was right okay right mm-hmm. but instead what you're going to what you're going to be met with is either discussion of the abstract themes mm-hmm. or if you try to get into the details of it you say oh goreng was right mm-hmm. or tiramagasi was right mm-hmm. then you're going to start to realize that their actions won't even line up with the you know with, with the universe because you say oh miharu was right and you like wait was miharu even real we don't even fucking know if he existed <laughs> yeah you know mm-hmm. which unfortunately stifles discussion rather than creates it. Mm-hmm. by creating by 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 incorporating inconsistency within your own movie mm-hmm. you actually quell your own message mm-hmm. because the plot uh, you can obviously suspend disbelief for some aspects of a plot but not for every plot element right yeah yeah just for the sake of the message you um, exactly mm-hmm. i think there should be a balance basically mm-hmm. fair enough because What about the you? reason i brought it up is because i find myself in this weird position where i constantly make excuses for poor execution if i find the premise interesting hmm. okay so yeah i've noticed that where in your case it's the exact opposite you want execution to be stellar if the premise is shit it's okay right so yeah, i think yeah. like i mean if obviously having both could is like uh, obviously cream with cherry on top but the point being that you would much rather tolerate a, a boring premise with done really well rather than an interesting premise done poorly right 
yeah the question is would you like some cream or cherry right i mean uh depends on what this metaphor don't isolate that audio where, don't isolate that audio where does where is that metaphor <laughs> leading <laughs> What's the cream and what's the cherry exactly, Samja? Please explain to our le- let, 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 let's move on from this one. Oh my God! Would you rather be the cream or would you rather be the cherry, Samja? What What about the review, though? You're not getting away with that, okay? You have to answer. The audience wants to know. <laughs> Anyway, so as somebody who makes mm-hmm. continuously makes excuses for the ex- execution, you already heard me do it for almost fifty minutes right now, right? Why mm-hmm. do I do this? Is because I feel that these kinds of uh, premises are hard to generate. An idea as create as okay. somebody who's dabbled in creative writing, as somebody who's struggling to write a novel at this very moment, <laughs> um, uh-huh. I find coming up with an interesting premise is so difficult. And so when somebody actually manages to do something that like that, I kind of give them the benefit of the doubt, no matter what they, even if it is extremely trash in the end. All right. Hmm. Which is why I, again, like we had, like I had problems with uh, another. I mean, both of us had problems with another, but the main problem you I had, you think <laughs> I had was that, the premise itself was so freaking generic and the way they handled it was also so freaking generic that i don't know it just uh, anyway so hmm while which is why i can like i did as like i did with pancreas or with anything that i tend to ship on this show if the premise is hmm. something that grabs me i will make excuses to the ends of the earth like for example the wheel of time series <laughs> okay all right because everybody knows it's a dated bigoted slightly racist uh, in, uh precursor to you know like a follow up to the lord of the rings which would not sell well in today's political and cultural climate what do you say Mm-hmm. But still, be- uh, I think I think if you want to have a discussion on the wheel of time, that's going to be like fourteen parts <laughs> with Brandon Sanderson making a cameo at the end. <laughs> yeah, I like I like how you say what do you think as if like you want me to get in the details of wheel of time seriously. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, my bad. The point yeah. being that I yeah. because I like the premise of the wheel of time. That shit, you know, that the wheel of time keeps turning, and this is going to happen again and again until somebody puts an end to it. I will make excuses for that fourteen yeah. book freaking marathon my entire life from now on. All right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know because there are a bunch of people who are discuss uh, shows and anime and stuff with. Apart from you, you're not the only one, Samsha. Well, we had to make you feel special. Part of being popular. <laughs> Anyway, and I haven't found somebody who does this. So I kind of feel that maybe I'm screwed up in the head maybe where I think premises are more important. But again, this is one of the reasons why this hmm. this podcast has lasted 10 episodes because, you know, uh, it's interesting to hear somebody with actual expectations from a story and a plot. Congrats. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> anyway, digression aside, coming yeah. coming coming to how we're going to summarize this movie. So you have made a bunch of points about the inconsistencies in this movie and i have made a bunch of rebuttals saying i don't care about the inconsistencies as long as the premise interests me and so i'm just going to cut it short by saying this is a premise that really interested me and the lead actor uh, his performance goreng's performance was good enough to keep me hooked on to this movie and uh, mm-hmm. my gore my interest towards slight amount of creepy and goreness that we have continued to develop over this time has kind of does bias me towards liking this movie a, a little more than maybe the average viewer and so slight interest quote and quote <laughs> and so i'll just say i just summarize by saying this movie was in a pretty nice package in terms of symbolism and just another way for me to convey you know for a director or anybody creative to convey a message in a way that my while it's not the best way to do it it's still a pretty solid way of really shocking your viewers into considering the hard facts that you know capitalism exists this is in- mm. inequality exists and the complete denial of existence of this inequality by the upper class is the real problem that we're dealing with here mm. and so even though inconsistencies and all if people have gotten to watch this movie they've at least gotten some vague taste of realism as to what really might be going on and you know this might actually be happening in the world and so okay uh this is why i feel that this movie is better than it looks it's kind of uh 
not per nowhere close to perfect by the way but still i'd give it let's say a 6.5 or a 6.6 just for the message that is conveying what do you think oh that's actually lower than i expected mm-hmm. all right so um like i already mentioned i i do actually think that the premise is uh, really strong mm-hmm. um like you know the idea of representing capitalistic society within a like within this vertical vertical self management structure mm-hmm. um it starts off very strong with the premise and establishing the rules and i think this is something that we really should have mentioned mm-hmm. which is that uh trimagasi and goreng have an amazing chemistry amazing right? like those two actors actually are so much fun just like in their in their like normal conversation like mm-hmm. trimagasi is a psychopath mm-hmm. and he does it like in a very hannibal lecter way yeah um but aside from that like i think we've i i made pretty clear i felt that the metaphors and symbolism in this were uh pretty heavy handed mm-hmm. and pretty shallow yeah i i i appreciated the reminder uh of the economic structure that all of us live in daily thanks <laughs> um but i would say you know if 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 you like metaphors you know here's a here's a metaphor for you the the third act is the movie going downhill along with the platform mm-hmm. and you think it's going to stop but for some reason it continues to sink to depths further than you had imagined ultimately ending in an empty like open ended metaphor which is basically telling you oh i couldn't come with an ending you know you figure it out god damn it samsha some movie critic has replaced my co-host over here <laughs> like i i could i, I could I, swear you pulled this <laughs> off of like some the atlantic or the new york times reviewing this movie all right <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Hmm. I hate. I, I think this is a much more serious podcast than we had envisioned. But hmm. yeah, hmm. it is a kind of serious movie, hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I think I've. Uh, I think I've probably made my feelings pretty clear on the movie, so I would give it a four point two. Four point two. Fair enough. Uh, not not really up your alley, so it's okay. I can understand. I guess. But yeah, I I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Oh my god! So I, I feel the reason why we didn't make as many jokes as we usually do is that people uh, yeah. making fun of poor people is in poor taste. All right. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we're a part of that. exactly as part of the very third world that we are watching. I don't think we should be joking around yeah. about this. No. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be like fuck poor people when you're just going. God damn it! I've been wearing camo t-shirts for like. Six years now. <laughs> anyway, so that's pretty much that's cool. That's an average of five point zero five. You you want to do the math again? Oh god damn it! Five point one five. You want to do the math again? You said six point five, right? Six point one. I said. Was that six point one? Sorry. I don't know why we obsess over the math every single time. Who gives a shit? <laughs> May I just remind you, people? Both of us have jobs <laughs> that deal predominantly with math in some way or the other. <laughs> Pretty important jobs as well, I would say. <laughs> Not really. Come on. Okay. Bullshit. <laughs> hey man, come on, man, come on, man. Like this, this is like my only time when I get to flex. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's been our okay, show. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's been our show. Uh, what anime are we watching next week for Spooktober Bar? Mm, continuing this extremely stupid trend. Uh, instead of we've already done one anime that handles horror poorly and one movie apparently that handles horror, which is not even a horror movie by the way. <laughs> just uh, 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 I dispute that. Just co- just just a little scary because there's like you know blood and some uneaten food and okay fine all right. Uh, Okay. What I, which is why I said let's go on to a slightly different take on uh, this genre. I really don't think anime has examples of pure horror in it as much as I would like. So this is again mm-hmm. another one of those uh, sort of thing anime that makes you try and think about uh, some things like uh, tries to give you a message like uh, the platform does, and it's called Parasite. Uh, All right. Parasite the Maxim, which is. I don't know why it's called that, but it's a pretty that 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 sounds like a magazine, and I would be interested in checking out that magazine. <laughs> Suddenly, random Kim Kardashian photos in the middle start popping up, or whatever AKB48 or some Japanese idol group. I don't know, but uh, that's what we're gonna watch next week. And so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is check your privilege with your boy Smash and your boy Portal. This in this ending was done without any edits. Oh Keep my. that in mind, huh? That's pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> proing it up as usual aren't we all <laughs> um, oh, right 10 episodes in and we still haven't figured out jack shit 
that's a shame. Anyway, <laughs> we'll catch you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>